0: Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Joe Baker. And it has been about 10 years since my first
1: book, Surprised by Motherhood, came into the world. And you guys, four books later, and it's still my favorite. Shh, don't tell my other books. Uh, but here's <laughs> the secret. I have not gone back and read any of it again in years. So today, I think together we're gonna hear this letter I wrote to my mom again for what feels like the first time
0: need a gift for a mom in your life how about this podcast episode need some encouragement for yourself this Mother's Day yep thanks to Lisa Joe. it's in this episode so get comfy friends here we go Lisa Joe, I can't believe it's been 10 years. Is is that right? It's been exactly 10 years since the book come, came out. Did it come out around Mother's Day? It, so I'm not sure if it's exactly 10 years, but it did.
1: It's about 10 years and it came out in April. I, mm, I should really yeah. like look that up. Surprised by Motherhood, the first book I ever wrote. I thought at the time it would be my last one.
0: (laughs) Really? Why did you think that? It's so good. It didn't leave you wanting to write more? (laughs) I think it's that every time you write a book or
1: when I wrote this one, I'm like, wow, I have nothing else to say. Oh, yeah, look at that. Well, it's nearly, it's nine years. It came out April 1st, 2014.
0: Wow, almost a decade. Almost a full decade. So that's, Mm.
1: yeah, that's really crazy to me. Um, But it was it's my favorite of all the ones I ever I've ever written. I I think it's because it f- It was a story that had been building up in me for a long time and needed to come out. Whether it was published or not, I always knew it was a book that would come into the world, um, a story that would live in the world. I remember so vividly not knowing how to start writing a book. I remember walking around our neighborhood at the time and just being like, Lord, where's the opening chapter? Like, how do you even begin a book like this? And it's not your typical book about motherhood. It's really a book about how I never wanted to be a mom, how I didn't feel qualified to be one how I had no desire to be a mother because of my own experiences growing up and losing my mother. It's a very upside down book about motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember sort of the delight of God saying, I think it's that story about the gym and how you walked into the gym. I remember walking into a gym, which I am not a gym person, have never attended a gym, don't plan to attend a gym, um, but I had given birth. It had been a very difficult delivery, my first childbirth, and I walked into a gym Like a couple weeks later, I don't know why I was there. Like, I don't know if I came in to pick somebody up or what. But I remember intentionally walking into the back, the weight section, where there's all these like giant, beefy, roided out guys (laughs) lifting weights and thinking to myself as I stood there and watched them, what I did, pushing that human into the world was harder than anything you big guys are trying to handle here. <laughs> like it was this moment where I felt like I'd crossed over in myself into some like deep sense of accomplishment, like that my body was capable of something I just, I never could have imagined I could, I could go through. And, uh and so the book really is just sort of the celebration of how, how we might, all journey toward motherhood in different ways. Like we might not want it. We might not be able to have babies. Like my parents have adopted kids. Like there's just a lot about motherhood that isn't sort of the shiny hallmark version Mm -hmm. in this book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's why, again, it's hard to pick favorites, but it's always been a favorite for me of your books as well. Um, And that, and i remember like deeply wanting to somehow communicate to people like if you think you know what a book about motherhood is or if you think mother's day is certain things or um like whatever you think this is going to be, it will surprise you. It's not what you expect. It's going to go to t- help you go to deeper places. I just remember feeling that very strongly. And anytime I told people about it, just trying to trying to use language or try just trying somehow to tell them like, no, no, no. If you think you know what this is, you do not know, and you need to read it. And you will be surprised, and you will be delighted. I think the writing is so beautiful, and you know, Lisa Joe, how I care about writing. The writing is gorgeous. Just, which actually, let's just pause a moment and say, wow, that was your first first book. I know, it's so crazy. You, you did it, you did it. Thank yeah, you. That's really, that means that's a lot really cool. to me.
1: I, I really, <laughs> I loved it too. I narrated this book myself. So the audiobook is me reading it. And the book um, it unpacks also this idea for some of us who have complicated feelings around mothers. So if you're heading into Mother's Day, and you just sort of have a lot of complicated feelings yourself. This is that book. I am someone who lost her mom when I was really young. I was in my teens. And this book is me processing some of that, too, about what it means as I was heading toward motherhood, and so the book actually concludes with a letter that I wrote to my mom, and that is what i 'm going to read today that 's what today 's episode is and so it 's shorter than normal. you can just have it on, but I mean like tear jerker warning, you know like as you're listening <laughs> it it 's a letter that I feel a little nervous to revisit i haven't read it since i I wrote it. Um, I don't know about you, Christy, but the way it works for me with books is you spend so much time in them when you're writing them. So much tweaking, so much editing. And then once it's published, I have no control over it anymore. I can't go back and edit something. So I just, I really can't bring myself to read it again. I think because I'm exhausted from having read it so much and because it's kind of leaving my hands now. Like I can't, I can't make changes. So I haven't revisited this letter and obviously... You know, my children are almost ten years older than when I wrote this book. So when I wrote it, I had like three kids under the age of six, which is a, like how how was I function? How did I write a book? I wrote this book. <laughs> if you want to know, I was working a full time job. I had three kids under this age of six, and I got up at four o'clock every morning, and I wrote from four to seven thirty in the mornings, and then I wrote on the weekends. And then the last three chapters, I actually drove up to Christie's house and spent. four four days there working on the last, maybe it was just the last two chapters. Like I told Pete, if I'm gonna go crazy, like if I don't get a stretch and I'll never forget sitting in the third floor in the little attic room that is now your daughter, your college age daughter, Lily, it's her bedroom. But sitting in that room, and writing those last chapters and i felt like they were scored like by music in my head like i can still hear the exact songs i was listening to when i wrote <laughs> those it's that book is so attached to place like the place of maplehurst and how out of the window at the time you had had these huge vegetable garden and john was Mm -hmm. building the boxes that became the vegetable garden that you would then (laughs) years later tear down and you know move that's how old this book is in terms of just the timeline of our friendship but um the letter is poignant and i am i know a bit nervous but also filled with anticipation to think about reading a letter to my mom again that i haven't revisited in nearly a decade
0: well, it sounds like it is the right time to revisit. So I just bless you, Lisa Joe, as you read for us, like our listeners, I will settle back and get comfy and um, take your time. And we look forward to hearing from you. Happy Mother's Day, friends, no matter how it makes you feel.
1: A letter to my mother. Dear Mom, you were only 42 when you died. I am 38. Well, note to the reader, I am now 48. Holy cow, I am a decade older than when I wrote this. I am 48 and painfully aware for the first time how young you were. Young enough to love Bruce Springsteen and dancing with Dad in the living room or out on the driveway as you waved us off to school. It's frozen in my memory. The outline of you in your light blue sleep shirt dancing barefoot in our driveway as dad pulled out of the garage and into the street. You would wave and dance us goodbye almost every morning that I remember. Dad called you Joe Babe, and you were a wild mix of who I have grown up into. You'd send us out by bike late at night to pick up a Coke and a slab of chocolate for you when you were working into the wee hours. Firstborn. Gypsy yourself. You were a mother to kids born in three different countries. Lover of books and stories. You had me at the same age I got married. I still have all your books, and they've been good friends to me in my homesick years. How you loved languages. You spoke German, Dutch, English, and Afrikaans, and you taught Latin. I got the best parts of my mothering from you, and also the worst. How I find my comfort in books and familiar words because of you. How you would lock yourself in the bedroom and refuse to drive me to drama practice and insist I had to take my bike instead because you were stuck near the ending of a good book. Jackson has inherited the same gene, the love for losing yourself in a story. Oh, Mom, I've missed you. Lately, I've missed you more I've cracked open a door to remembering what life looked like with you in it, and all kinds of strong feelings have blown in along with the memories. I parent deliberately these days, less fly by the seat of my pants, more thought. You would love my sons. Jackson, wears your name and your love for story so close to his skin? I'm amazed to watch how DNA can move through the generations. He eats movies and imaginary characters loom so large in his mind that I know we will have to guard what he consumes." Today, he was looking for something to eat and informed me all he wanted was some junk food. It would make you laugh how passionate he is about chocolate. Micah challenges me. People tell me he looks like Luke, and I see it, all Dutch-born jeans looming out of his blue eyes and fair skin. He is built for rugby, but if he grows up stateside, I'd say football is in his future. Some days, the juxtaposition of his temper and bulk with his sensitive spirit can make it hard for him to navigate his world. He pours so much love into his puppy that I know the rightness of agreeing to add a dog to our circle of crazy, despite what it costs me in irritation. I want you to meet Zoe, Mom. She has unmade me and then put me back together again. And this time, the parts of me that got broken after you died seem to have jigsawed themselves into place. I can see the whole picture, and I am surprised how beautiful it is. She takes my hand, and her chubby fingers fold my soul into her palm. Zoe is teaching me how you loved me, that you loved me much deeper and longer than I could possibly remember. That you loved me at midnight and for the three years in Zululand and during our stint stateside and even in Standard Six when my skin broke out and you tried to take me for that facial. Everything I can't remember about you, I see reflected in Zoe's eyes. I am terrified by how much I love her. How did you bear the goodbye? 20 years, 20 years. It hurts to type it. Twenty years ago, I sat in a pew and sang the last words you left for us. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. One week after I turned 18, I'm 48 today and I'm still singing it, Mom. I'm singing it still and I still believe every hard, hard, awful word to be true, that we can sing though the heavens crash open and the world comes pouring down around us. We can raise our eyes and our voices to the hills where our help comes from and sing, even when all that comes out is a whisper, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul." I bought knee-high boots last year, the first pair since the ones I owned when I was 18. I think you'd like them. They're a burnt umber kind of suede, and they make me feel brave, like riding bareback in the Karoo, like walking the ridge of Table Mountain, like taking the train from Ukraine to Hungary, like changing my first diaper— I am growing into brave, and I have two sons and a daughter, just like you did. We would light your smile on fire. All the frenetic life in this small house, all the clamoring to be loved. It makes crying okay, because you can be sad, and you can be well at the same time. Kingdom Kids Mom... I'm working hard to raise kingdom kids with eyes for more than themselves. Past Jackson's taekwondo and Micah's soccer. Past what I haven't decided to make for dinner yet. Past Zoe's looming terrible twos. And past the last of the needles from the Christmas tree that are still buried in the carpet months after the tree got thrown out. We're looking and listening past it all. Holding on to your second chance with both hands, and we are so well.